In this episode, we're speaking to Jamie Millam. Jamie is an alignment coach, a strategist, speaker, realtor, and a podcast host. On her own, a uh, on her own, age of fifteen, and uh, she overcame drug addiction, and she learned that she became a mother at nineteen. She lived a self reliant life, built with pressure, built a better life for for herself and her son. Her figure it out mentality helped her rebuild her life from a single rubber made toto, and went on to build three businesses that she runs today. Let's speak to Jamie and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the beautiful, the charming, the wonderful Jamie Milam. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for today's conversation. Me too, Jamie. Well, before we begin, Jamie, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yes. So um, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I do that with pride because I like to stay busy. (laughs) So um, I'm a realtor. That's my first and foremost business. That's my bread and butter. Uh, I'm also an Airbnb host and I'm also an alignment coach and strategist, helping people create awareness in their world so that they can align their systems and their strategies in a way that's going to support their long-term vision with a lot more peace and a lot less pressure. Awesome. Awesome. So let's start your journey. You know, you are this entrepreneur in the true sense of the world. How did you get started? You're very, very young as well. So talk us through your journey and how did you end up being here today? Yeah. So uh, it's so sweet of you to say I'm so young. I love that. That's so kind of you. Uh, Well, I guess it would be remiss to not mention that I've been on my own since I was 15. And um, that's because I went down a pathway that was not conducive for a healthy lifestyle. And I was addicted to drugs. I found out at the age of 19 that I was going to be a mom. And so I found out, you know, when I found that out, it was this immediate internal awareness of you've got to change your life. Um, Obviously, not only for my own health, but most importantly, for my son's health. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. I ended up rebuilding my entire life. At the time, I was not even in my hometown. I had ran away from my hometown. Uh, So I had gone to a Goodwill and I got a, a blue storage box and had gone to the Goodwill to get some baby clothes. And that's what I came back to my house with. I had nothing else but that and a duffel bag. So I rebuilt everything from that point. Um, I was on a mission to prove to myself and probably prove to the world that I was not going to be defined by these mistakes that I had been making for the last two or three years. Uh, And so soon I decided to go back to college 
Um, and when you're a single mom and you're going to school full time and you have a full time job and then you pick up another job so that you can support everything, you start to have to plan very purposefully and you have to be really strategic about just creating you know, your pathway. I mean, that's a lot to juggle schedule wise. Yeah. Uh, so it started to be that pathway of becoming really systematized. Uh, and so I did that for, you know, five, six years where I was just juggling school, two jobs, you know, child, all of these different aspects. So and- let's, let's stop for, for a second. You see, there's a lot to take in. And I'm still I'm still at the, at the point where you at 19, you had the baby and you turn your life around. You've skimmed over that. And I, I find that because when I speak to so many amazing women, They've, they've done these amazing, like superwoman kind of um, scenarios, and they just glaze over like, oh, yeah, I did that. So let's pause for a moment and tell me how does a 19, and I know that you made the decision, and being once you have a child, it, you, you get superhuman powers. I know that being a mother myself, but you are still a 19-year-old, and I have a daughter who's 16 at the moment, so I know three years from there, it's just not imaginable for me. I want you to tell us what was going through your mind? What help did you get? How did the universe help you? Because there was help given to you from the universe. And I want you to know whether you recognized it, um, but you had to make the decision first. So Mm -hmm. once the decision was made, talk us through um, the miracles that happened, because I'm sure there were. And you created those miracles, but the miracles had to happen for your life to go from one extreme to the other, which we are, we, you know, we're witnessing in the first hand where it is at the moment. Talk us through that journey, because I think that's worth knowing, because people can say and say, oh, yeah, I've got this issue and that issue. But a 19 year old who's a drug addict, who's about to have a baby living on the street, how does she turn her life around and make sure that her child does not end up on the street like her? It's a great question. And I appreciate your desire to pause and slow down in that aspect, because you're right. I think a lot of women, we do glaze over it because yeah. it's one of those things where it's, look, it's sink or swim. You know, if nobody, nobody else is going to do it for you. It was a, a method of survival. And so we tend to forget the strength that shows up in that. Right. Yeah. And I hear where you're coming from. My son is uh, 17 and he's going to be heading off to college in a year. And I just look at him and I'm like, there's no way he's ready. And so it makes me wonder how in the world did I get by? So, I mean, it's a great question to start off. I mean, you definitely have to have some level of support. And when I say that, I also want to say that my level of support was nil to none. The yeah. best support that I had was I had a friend that was willing to give me a room in her house to stay in. Um, and unfortunately, that friend was still in the drug environment. And so I had to be oh. very self-responsible to stay in my room and then to ask, you know, very specifically to keep it out of my space, right? Um, and ultimately, I ended up, moving from there and the places that I lived in, you know, it's the places that you just say to yourself, there's no way, there's no way I would, oh my gosh, I would not want my worst enemy living in here. But the thing is, is that when you are able to recognize that you somewhat, you have to take responsibility that you helped get your life to where it was in that moment. And so it is what it is. And so anything that is not that 
is a step in the right direction. And so it started with moving out of my friend's house so that I would be away from the constant in and out traffic of a drug environment to then moving into this trailer with a boyfriend. And it was like basically on a junkyard that, and we got to stay there for free so that he could keep out a watch out for like the equipment and everything. Girl, this place didn't have a, a working kitchen. It didn't have working air conditioner. Um, at one point, my boyfriend had fallen through the toilet or, or fallen through the floor in front of the toilet uh, we had no hot water in the winter. I was uh, seven months pregnant, taking a freezing cold shower. I had gone to my family and I said, for Christmas, I would really like no gifts. I just need money. I, I need money for us to get into a better place. And the next place that we went to was better in regards that uh, it only had one broken window, not two. It had a hole in the floor, but it had a piece of plywood that was covering it. But the room that would be the babies was already painted blue. And to me, that was, okay, we're moving in the right direction. And so I, I took that with just absolute gratitude. You know, it was so much of a better place to be. So then it's, you know, getting another job after the baby comes and just working really hard and just kept moving up. You know, we and, and that's what we did. I mean, yes, it was from trailer to trailer in the beginning, you know, some of which I, again, would look back at it now and say, gosh, I really hope we'll never be there again. And I know that we won't because I won't let us get there. You know, it, it just, again, it took having a mindset of gratitude for the little things that are happening for you and paying attention to that. Cause I do believe that what you focus on expands. So if I sit and focus in on the woe is me and don't take any accountability for the fact that it was my actions that helped put me into this hole. And it's going to be my actions. That's either going to keep me there or get me out. And, and I have, and I want to say this, that my level of gratitude, I mean, I, I practice gratitude every day, five pieces of gratitude every single morning in my journal, five affirmations every morning. My level of gratitude is so much higher, the, the practice of it, than it ever was 17 years ago. So it's a testament of, it's not like you have to be perfect at it. It's not like you have to be the most positive person in the world. You just have to find something to hang on to each step of the way. Something that keeps pushing you and motivating you. And you know, like you said, moms, we get superpowers. And when you look at this little baby who has done nothing wrong in the world, nothing wrong, complete innocence, it's our job to protect them. It's our job to make sure they're in a safe and a healthy environment. And if that means I have to work two jobs and go back to school so that I can afford to be able to have a better career, to give him a better life, then that's what I'm going to do. I mean, when you look at that little face, that should that's enough motivation. But I know very clearly that there are tons of people that that's not the right motivation for them, you know? And unfortunately you are somewhat a product of your environment. And so that environment for me was very isolating for a long time mm -hmm. because when you're in a space of drug addiction, the only people that you know are drug addicts. They're not going to be your support team. So you have to choose isolation and small circles in order to progress. And again, it's sacrifice, you know, but at the end of the day, those are not your real friends. They're not going to come running. They're not picking up, you know, to do everything. Were there a few in there that respected, you know, again, gave me a place to stay? Absolutely. Am I grateful for that to this day? Of course. 
But I think that it's a matter of not, uh, it's a matter of recognizing that this is not an overnight transformation. Mm. You know, I mean, yes, in hands on my heart, I had quit methamphetamines that that same day that I found out that I, my pregnancy tested positive, hand on my heart. Um, but the transformation from, you know, struggling to success doesn't happen overnight. You know, I didn't just go in and start three businesses two years later. You yeah. know, it's been a journey of 17 years and it's been a journey of continual progression and constant practice for awareness um, you asked what other type of you know support, and in the beginning there wasn't any professional support. Um, and in fact, uh, I wouldn't say that there was professional therapeutic support until about four or five years ago, um, when I was because it was completely unrelated. So I thought, of course, you know, because you just postpone processing. Yeah. Again, you're in survival mode. You you're in hustle mode because you have this mentality that you are trying to prove to yourself that you are not defined by those mistakes. You don't want others to see you for those mistakes. So you hustle out of almost a new addiction and you get addicted to that movement because it has a lot of instant gratification whenever you work really hard and you have a, a job or a position that your reward is pretty much based on your effort. Um, and that can be somewhat addicting. And then you can start to ignore other things that are going on in your environment, which is what happened um, in my marriage, because I ended up getting married when my son was uh, eight. And we was that to the child's father? No. Mm -mm. Um, and then we ended up divorcing uh, a few a couple years ago. Um, and it was in the process of, you know, you have all this pressure on you. And you're not paying attention to, am I even doing this in a way that's going to be long-term sustainable and supporting really whatever the vision is for your life? If you asked me four years ago what my why was and was my business aligned with that and what am I working so hard for, I would absolutely say, yes, I know all of those things. But the truth is, is seasons change. You know, your why is to do all these things for your kid. Well, what happens when your kid turns 18, 19 and heads off to college, you know, are do you still have a deeper why and a bigger vision for yourself? And are you paying attention to the relationships that you're building and supporting and just nurturing along the way? And so, I mean, now my level of self-awareness in order to help me, you know, create aligned um, activities and, and, you know, just strategy and, and, goals, I guess you could say, right, is at such a level, I, I dare I say, oh, I don't ever say a perfect 10. So I'll say like a nine and a half because of the therapeutic help. You know, it's helped me communicate so much better with those that I am in relationship with. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to unpack. And I and as, as I was listening to this, I can see the emotion, I can see the sadness that behind all of that and the sheer willpower that, that you used to get through and it was sink or swim all the way. And 
you know, when you have a child and you have that kind of mindset, sinking is not an option. Now, I say as soon as you become a mother, you get this, you know, superhuman power. Not all women choose to exercise that power. Not all women go down the path that you go, you know, you went down. Not all women will make the sacrifices that you've made. It requires a certain level of mindset and something else, which again, you've glazed over so (laughs) amazingly. Taking personal responsibility for where your life is, is the first step to empowerment. It's the first step to changing it. It's the first step to going down the direction of where you want to be. So many people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, blame other people for their situations. I'm here because my wife didn't do this. My parents didn't do this. And the number of people who blame, oh, because I had a bad childhood, I'm still where I am. Well, actually, there will be an element of that. I I agree. I'm not going to deny that. But you cannot keep blaming other people for your life choices, for where you are. Yes, sometimes you end up being where you are because of your circumstances, but you have to become aware and take responsibility for your life and turn it around. And this is what you did at the tender age of 19. I keep stressing this because I know people who are 30, 40, 50 do not have the gumption. They don't have the courage to do it. And then the gumption to stick to it, like, I'm going to, you know, I've made the decision, I've messed up my life, I'm going to sort it out. This this is amazing. So I want to know where or how did you develop this mindset of taking personal responsibility for where you were? Well, I love this question because it's going to open the door for a little bit more vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel that it's extremely important that, you know, in stories like this, that we do pull back the curtains because I don't ever want anybody to judge, you know, their insides on somebody else's outside. And so, you know, in the beginning, that self-responsibility, it really can show up instead as shame. It's, it can be a lot of self-judgment and shame, you know, like blaming yourself in a way, but also again, holding yourself accountable that you did this, you know, this is your fault but at the same time, taking action to move forward, you know? And so I I do think that there's a fine balance and that's the part that I don't, I don't know where it came from. It just was the motivator to, to not be that for my kid. I just didn't want this to be the version of me that he knew. I didn't want him to grow up and ask stories about me. And from the time that he was born, people could give their own version that he wouldn't be able to make his own discernment from because he said, well, that's not the mom that I saw, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that was really my motivating factor. I don't really know what contributed so much to the self-accountability at the time. And, and like I said, I feel like in those younger days, it showed up a lot more like shame. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I know for a fact that it's the shame that starts to pile on the pressure, you know, and sometimes pressure can work in our advantage in a way that is a motivating aspect. And sometimes it can be really debilitating. And I think, you know, different personalities may be based on your upbringings. Um, There's a, there's a therapist out there. Her name is Catherine Taylor. And she has a book called the inner child workbook. And it's fantastic because it goes through the different ages of your developmental stages. And so what we don't realize is we have neuropaths that are being created about how we take on relationships with others and 
skills that we were developing at those ages based on our our childhood. And obviously we likely don't even have memory of those experiences in our life and then how they affect us going forward well into our adult years. So you mentioned, you know, sometimes people say, well, I had a childhood and you know, this is why I'm like this. Uh, you know, I was in an abusive place or whatever the situation might be. And by no means do I think we're ever downgrading that, you know, but no, it's, no, no, it's no, a, no, no. exactly. It's a place of recognizing that, unfortunately, that was so out of our control. But here's the thing is we didn't deserve that. No child deserves to be in a space that is not healthy and conducive. Mm-hmm. We we deserve to be taken care of. We deserve to be in a safe place, to be nurtured. And unfortunately, like I said, there are developmental things that until you become aware of them, that that's what those stages were. And that might be parts of why you are the way that you are today. It helps remove some of that shame and starts to get you in this place where you can start to just understand yourself a little bit better. And you can empathize with yourself a little bit better rather than tackling on that, that, you know, pressure, because I think it can be really easy to say, why can't I just be better at this? Why am I not getting there faster? You know, why did I put myself in this situation? And instead of those whys or shoulds, those are, you know, like when you're like, why me? Why did I, you know, those are indicators of shame in my world. And I think that it becomes really important for us to recognize where we're at, acknowledge it, like you said, acknowledge it, but then also start to come to an understanding that two things can be true at the same time, that you may not be happy that this is the place that you're in. You may feel some level of um, guilt and responsibility for putting yourself there. And at the same time, you can want more. You can be taking little steps to improve your life. And the two things can be true at the same time. And it's just a matter of which one are you going to allow take over and to show up even higher wow so i think there's so much to be said and we can be here we can carry on talking about this for a very long time but we're going to wrap this up i truly believe that you know the 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 success that you have today and you are very very young of course you're still in your 30s to the success you have today is is totally built on the character that was built during those times when you were going through that you know that awful room or that trailer or everything else they had to go through and I think that strength of character allows you to take on the responsibility for success because success does require responsibility if you don't have the courage you don't have the responsibility if you don't have the character to be able to handle success it doesn't last very long it's it's so you know and and so-called overnight success is never overnight success there's usually years of years of work behind it and and I and I know people sitting there listening today who think, okay, well, Jamie's done really well and Gil's done really well, but we both have different stories behind our successes. So what people see at the moment is the tip of the iceberg, what's happened underneath and the things that you went through to develop your character and the things I went through to develop my character, that is unknown to people unless we talk about it, unless someone asks, like I asked you the question, unless someone asks that question. So now if someone looks at you and says, well, she's only 30 something and she's got X, Y, and Z. But this is why, because at 19, she took on the responsibility of a child and herself and dealing with life in a way that the average person has not. 
And that's why she has a character to have the success in her 30s, which most people don't even in the 40s or 50s. Does that make sense? And this is why acknowledging, you know, who you are and respecting it, not boasting it, but really respecting your journey and seeing for what it is, is so important. And this is why this particular story fits our today's episode so well, how you changed your life by changing your mindset. Exactly. That's what we did. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Tell us, Jamie, how can we connect? Actually, before that, I want to get the parting words from you. What would you say to someone listening to this and saying, wow, Jamie, you've been through a lot. Um, I don't have anything experienced that's close to that. But, you know, how how do I turn my life around? I'm going through a rough patch. Yeah, I think that it all begins with a a level of mastering self-awareness, really to identify what your needs are and, and what your your desires are, what your triggers are, and really getting in tune with your body so that you can feel those things and learning to acknowledge them, validate them because they they are your feelings. You are having them. They are real simply for the fact that you are experiencing them. And then paying attention to what feels right in terms of a strategy to be able to take yourself a step forward and honor that whether that's creating boundaries, creating a plan, you know, creating a support system, finding a support system, whatever the strategy is, pay attention to what it is that you need and learn to honor it so that you can then value yourself. And I just, I mean, and I think journaling is a great path to this, you know, gratitude, affirmations, of course. Um, And, you know, with that in mind, I I would love for, you know, we can provide to your listeners. I've got a, an amazing uh, little, ebook, I guess you could say it's a guide, um, self-awareness mastery. And so if they just go to jamiemilam.com slash self-awareness guide, all one word, then they can get that free download. And it's just going to walk you through these different steps of how you can do that for yourself. Because the beauty is, is the more you practice this, the easier it becomes. You can do it for anything big. You can do it for anything small. I do it even to communicate with my 17-year-old, <laughs> you know, so your challenges may not even necessarily be entrepreneurial. They could just be little things that you're dealing with as you're preparing a, a kid to go off to university, you know, but I think that it starts with becoming really self-aware in terms of what your needs are. Awesome. Fantastic. So my next question was going to be, Jamie, how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? Yes. So jamiemilam.com and also whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, Type in Determined AF, and I've got a podcast there that you can come and hang out with me. Awesome. Fantastic. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, the links Jamie has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, down below in the description section, we'll have the links for Jamie to go check her out. She's an awesome, awesome entrepreneur and an amazing human being. See how she can help you. But meanwhile, I mean, we have to be back for Money Talkies, Jamie. But for today, thank you so much for an amazing, insightful episode. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing out there. So keep it up. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me and Jamie today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.